Welcome to The Floss, the self-help show for people that probably don't need it. You can follow the show on Instagram at The Floss Pod, or you can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash The Floss Pod. If there's something you do that you think everybody should do, or something you do that you don't think anybody should do, email it to us at theflosspod at gmail.com. We might discuss it. Welcome to The Floss. My name is Gabe Gary, and on today's feature interview... Uh, we have a seasoned, lightly seasoned, and by that I mean bald. Yes. Stand-up comic from Cleveland, Ohio, Brian Kenny. Brian, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? I'm Brian Kenny. Amazing introduction. Thank you. That was really good. Thank you. Do you they- do anything other than stand-up comedy? Yeah, I got a day job. What do you do? I sell dumpsters in my living room. <laughs> Everybody's got trash. <laughs> yeah. Never gonna go out of style, and I get to work in the living room. I, I right, had that's a, a that's uh, enough corporate talk. I had a fancy suit and tie, corporate car, like a company car job, and then I left it because I didn't believe in the pandemic. Really? Yeah. And now you work from home. Now I work from home, which I am spoiled by. Never I going like, back. I like that shit a lot. Never yep. ever going back. Yep. I will turn down a pay raise if I have to go into an office. I'm there right now. Yes. Yep. I going back. Think when things get slow, I I I just got a PS4 because I, I don't want to brag a lot, but I mean I got PS4 money. Nice, and uh, so I'm catching up on a few titles there, and I get to do that while getting paid, and it's just that's never not going to be awesome. What are you playing? Ghost of Tsushima. The only the only game that's ever been in my PS4 is Spider Man. You're fucking up, man. I just use it to actually it's it's a, it's been in the box since I moved in February. I haven't even taken it out of the box. Okay. I have my PS3, which I use to play my movies, but I don't... There's some really good games. I've had Xbox One for a while. I've had a Switch for about a year, and then I just got the PS4, and I wanted to play Last of Us real bad, and I made my way through that. That's phenomenal. I have two copies of The Last of Us, and I haven't played any. It's really good. I know. Well, I'll probably never play them ever. My my kids can play them when they're older and I'm dead. It's cool. Cool, cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brian, it's the first part of the episode. Mm-hmm. You know the drill? I do not. Well, I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. <laughs> uh, and that question is, what is something you do that you think everybody should do? I'm myself. I'm myself just about all the time. I'm myself right away when I meet people. I don't uh, try and portray myself as somebody different, and I, I can... Look at myself in the mirror just fine. You're confident. That was some good dead dead air right there. Well, I'm writing stuff down. <laughs> we edit. We edit here at the floss. I've I've been pretty I've been getting pretty lax in that. But uh, so you got some self confidence. <laughs> I mean, I think that it's that's, okay. That's, it's that's, a, don't yeah. beat around them. Yeah, but uh, but that's not really what I'm I'm driving at. What are you driving at? It's not necessarily be confident in yourself. It's be yourself because if you're not yourself, then you're just creating fake shit that you gotta reckon with at the end of the day. Would you say you're socially awkward? I can be. You can be, but you know, you're not afraid to meet new people. No, or to or to chat someone up at a party. No, I'm not, but for the most part, I'd rather not. Sure. Uh, here's the thing. When people say be yourself and people hear that, you're like, well, that's really easy for you to say. 
mm-hmm. because you're a fun guy to be around and people don't hate you. Uh, but that might not necessarily be true. Plenty of people might hate you. You don't fucking care. No, I don't. Um, there, There's that part of things. But also, I mean, like, if, if you're not yourself, you're, the relationships you create with these random people at parties, do you really want to just be friends with somebody who thinks you're somebody else? At some point, your true colors are going to shine through and you've just been wasting time the entire time. So maybe you start to count on somebody that knows a fake you, the real you comes out, and all of a sudden they're like, well, fuck this guy. And then you're like, well, I mean, I, I thought we were cool. And it, the rug just gets yanked out from underneath you. In in dating, I was single but dating for a long time. But I I put up zero fronts on my dates. I Every girl that I went out with knew exactly who I was within the first 10 minutes. Oh, yeah, I've been there. Uh, it It's not always the best. Uh Little known fact. Well, not little. If you know, I would lie about my age on Hinge. Okay. Like a couple, when I was like 23. Uh, because. Aren't you 23? I'm 24 now. Ooh. When I was 23, I would say I'm 25. Okay. Uh, because. The Because women. So men on Hinge. Have you used Hinge? No. Okay. So you go on Hinge and you look through all these profiles and you say, oh, I like this person's profile. I'm going to let them know that I like their profile. Mm -hmm. And that's how men use Hinge. Mm -hmm. Uh, Women open Hinge and they have the option to do that, but they don't have to go through profiles and say, hey, I like your profile. Because what they have in the next page over is a gigantic stack of people that they know have already liked their profile. Okay. Uh, And they get to go through the the stack of guys or or girls that said, I like your profile and choose from that, those people. And this is for attractive people, you know, ugly people. (laughs) Good luck. Uh, But you can, you can filter out through that. Uh And here's the thing. I like older women. So you should play the Corey Matthews angle then. Which is what? Fucking women my age are nostalgic as shit. Put Grow some Corey Matthews shit bit. out of there. Yeah. Well, it's, it's a little too late for that because I am taken. I'm spoken Ooh, for. Look at you. But uh, women over the age of 25 don't want to date anyone under 25. So they would filter because because not just guys, people under the age of 25, they got no fucking idea what they're doing. Yeah. So they would filter out anybody under 25. So they would never even see that you like them. So I would just say my... my uh, my age is 25, and then I had to go on dates with these girls. Very first thing out of my mouth was like, I got to let you know something. <laughs> I fucking lied about my age. Uh, but now my current girlfriend, she she filtered by she filtered out anyone under 25. Did so she? If, so if I didn't lie, we would have never been together. Fuck it. That's a, that's a white lie. You're good. Yeah, and guess what? When I asked her why she filters out people under 25, she was like, I just don't want to date anyone under the age of 25. And I was like, Fucking me too. That's what I like about it. If you say that there's any sort of physical feature that you as a man don't like in a woman, you're a fucking monster. But age and height are two things that they will filter out and say that they're not into all day long and sit on their high horses. I get age. I get it. To a degree. Sure. Yeah, because you I mean, within like a span of three or four years, like you yeah, somebody younger could have their shit together, somebody older definitely can't have their shit together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I mean, it's only a year, too. So, like, by the time you get to know the person, they're probably about to turn 25 anyways. Yeah, and what's a- what's actually really funny to me is that my current girlfriend, 
And I feel it feels kind of slimy saying my current girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> like I got another one on. Yeah, deck. she's a placeholder right now. <laughs> uh, no, I she's the only one where I didn't upfront mention anything about it. Oh, <laughs> I just let it slide. Uh, and then it was like three months in, and she was like, "Why did you do that?" And then we talked about it. My wife now, uh, she was on the other end of this. But like I was 29 when we met and she was 21 about to turn 22. And I typically had mine at an older age, mm-hmm. but was just bored on the toilet. Well, it's very, very Went down a few years and, and we matched. And for some reason, uh, things stuck. And we we had horrible intentions when we first met. It was. It the was, fuck does that it mean? was not let's date. It was let's get this let's get this going. Nice. Yes. That's how it always starts. It was graphic. You can't, it was awesome. You can't start with the end goal in mind. You have to see if you're compatible with your base urges and then you go from there. We'll see. She ended up saying some stuff that like I actually like she told me how much she loved the movie Role Models and the show It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia and I was like, "Okay, I oh, can so I can actually really trust her sense of humor." So she was no longer an object. No, she was still, but we were objects to one another at sure. that point. But I had it kind of in my <laughs> mind. At least you, she seems like something I could, you know, laugh with at least. Sure. Take to a show. That, do you think she's funny? Mm-hmm. Okay, you do. Mm-hmm. She I, makes me laugh hard. That's not what I asked. That is not what I asked. Not just laughing at her. Some of the shit that comes out of her mouth, yeah. Right, right. She, like, she is. She's, she, she makes is jokes. Yes. She makes jokes. Yes. Yeah, my girlfriend asked me, she's like, do you think I'm funny? And I said, you make me laugh. <laughs> now, she makes me laugh more than she makes jokes that makes me make me laugh. Well, that's good. But the way her brain works is hilarious. It's very, that's funny. It's very common for women to date older men. It's very common. Mm-hmm. Because that's it's a, a sign of the ability to have resources, to gather resources. Uh, I like older women. I guess that's like my feminine side. Just like liking older. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't really have resources when we first met. I was living at home. Uh, I was a telemarketer. Really? That vaped. 29, yeah. vaping, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. telemarketing. Mm-hmm. And she's a, and you got a, she's a vet, right? <laughs> no. Dermatologist? <laughs> she's a, a chemist. She wears a coat, a lab coat. She did. She Now, she's had some, uh, some different physical issues where she's had to move into like a more business role but yeah damn bro she fucking loves you mm-hmm. i'm lovable as fuck you i got were, other redeeming qualities is yeah thing. that you need some mm-hmm. redeeming qualities mm-hmm. yes i did it's funny that those same qualities would just be regular qualities in somebody who wasn't vaping on their parents couch <laughs> like what like oh you're funny mm-hmm. that's just a i'm funny i'm creative i am pretty driven uh i am relatively intelligent and just overall creative, and she likes that. Plus, I'm a big, hefty, bear-like man. Isn't it fun going from, like, because, uh, like, my wife and I had a similar start. Mm-hmm. So isn't it funny morphing from, like, what was supposed to be you're just a fuckboy uh-huh. to, like, a, a potential mate? <laughs> it happened pretty quick. Yeah, same with me. I don't, I don't know how it happened. but I think it happens quick because that stuff... That's stuff that makes you feel like you could start a life with that person. Uh, or, you know, this person's not as big of a fuckboy as they seem. It's always there. 
Yeah. It's always there. Like, even when you guys were, like, purely just fucking for, like, the first, like, couple weeks or so, like, there was there were for sure, like, small moments where you guys showed each other, like, you, you at least care about the other person's well-being. Yes. Can I get you a glass of water? Oh, yes. don't hit your head on the headboard here. Put a pillow there. <laughs> you know, small stuff that shows you care. Yeah. For, for, for sure. It's always there. Uh, I, I try not to get too much into religion. Because I wasn't all that much of a fuckboy. Like, this, she was almost like... There, I had, like, like little still streaks. No, she's... No, was she still in school? Anymore. At the time, hell yeah. And she was also working, like, 30 hours a week as a server. Nice. Um, but where was I going with this? I was going to say something. Yeah, I, I fucking cut you off. That's, that's on me. Oh, Jeremy, can you play back the tape? <laughs> can you read back the minutes? No, it was before that. That was that was that was when I interrupted. Uh, there would be like weeks at a time. Oh yeah, good. There you go. Uh, there'd be weeks at a time where like I'd I'd find a girl that I liked, we would date for a little bit, and then one of us would cut it off. Things would just go south, and then I'd be like, "Fuck this! I'm just gonna fuck around." Mm-hmm. And but that would that would not last long because I I have a a, a heavy conscience probably because I was raised Catholic by nice people. And um, it, well, just like a, are your parents still together? Oh yeah. Yeah, so you have a good example and probably a decent inclination towards nesting. Probably, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, like this girl, you know, she she was probably the most graphic and just as open about like we both just want to fuck as, as I had ever experienced, and for, on my end and her end. And then for it to turn like that was like it was quick, but we we both had that in us, I guess. You think her parents are going to listen to this? Oh God, that doesn't matter. Not not in her family. Really? Uh huh. Exact opposite of my question. Really? Her like, sister is <laughs> has asked me some graphic questions in front of their mom, and like her dad's going to be like, "Oh, I don't want to hear it," but then he'll say fucked up stuff. But her mom, like, she knows a lot about our sex life. Whoa. How when when you started dating her, was she still like talking to her mom on the phone every day of her life? No, no, no. That's um, good. That's good. But she, uh, w- the first time that I encountered her dad, I was laying in bed next to her with no shirt on, and she just like was fa- like he FaceTimed her, and she took the call, and I'm like, "What are you doing?" And then she's like, "Hey, meet Brian," and then flips it over, and I'm sitting with this hairy chest out, and he goes, "Nice nipples," and he called me nips for the first like two months. <laughs> <laughs> How far into the relationship was that? As far as like into the relationship, probably a couple weeks. That. Wow. Mm-hmm. His daughter is a whore. <laughs> That's my wife. <laughs> <laughs> That's that can't be the first time she did that though. She like, did she date? Well, I guess she was young. Did she like have boyfriends before you? You know, she had a long term one, and then she like she. I caught her at the tail end of her like, she was with a guy from seventeen to twenty one. Had a summer of going out and being kind of slutty, and then met her husband. Fascinating stuff. I think a girl needs that. A girl needs to go out and have their Everybody you know, whole face. Everybody yeah. needs that. You got to go out you, there, see what you don't like, see what you do like. You taught you described to me your whole face, and you didn't call it a whole face. You're like, I was dating around for one or two weeks at a time. I, uh, it wasn't like a full blown phase. It was like I'd be dating girls and like dating, dating. And then it would be like quick spurts of whole phase. I mean, 
I, I guess, yeah. I had multiple hoe phases then because it wasn't just one. What's your? What was your long? How long have you been? How long did you date her before you married her? Uh, close to four years. Is that your longest relationship by far? Before that, by it was far. like five months. Wow. Very interesting. Were you always yourself? Were you ever phony? No. Have you ever had to be phony? I'm terrible at it. Like I, I as far as like feigning interest, you, it's visible on me. Like I can't. If somebody's saying something that I am not at all interested in, they'll typically, once they're done talking, make a comment about how I'm not interested. Really? Yes. So why don't you just walk? Just you ever just walk away? No, I try to be polite and I try to at least engage in conversation to find some sort of common ground. Uh, eventually, I'll see that it does or doesn't work. You just can't um, show interest. I'm not great at it. No. Do you ever you ever work at a restaurant? No. I and the one the only time that I'm not really all the way myself is at jobs, and it's it's not necessarily to customers. It's like I'm quiet around my coworkers mm-hmm. because I have been bitten before by people that I thought I could trust and be candid around at work. Uh huh. So like you, so like you find a, so like you find somebody you work with, and you like meet them in the break room, no one else around. You slip in some n words and shit. You know, let them know you're racist. Try to see if they are too. <laughs> Talk about the, all the Bond villains in the Middle yeah. East. Um, no, I just I, typically it'll be me complaining about something job related, and then my oh. manager's bringing it up to me later. It's like, oh, okay, so. That- that is the one thing I I try not to do. I've I say some, I say some pretty fucked pretty up racist shit. stuff. <laughs> well, mm, not saying no. I'm not saying I haven't. Uh, I've said some pretty fucked up shit in work meetings. I like walk into a conference meeting and like late and like burp. I'm like, oh sorry. Uh, I said pussy in a work meeting a couple weeks ago. Immediately mm-hmm. apologized. I was like, I'm so sorry. I work with all women. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, so. But complaining about the job. Uh, I'm actually really happy now because my my current boss is somebody that I can go to and say like, "Hey, these things are not working for me," and she'll be like, "Oh, I fucking know this place is." That's how it should be, ma'am. That's how it should be. Now I won't always. I'm not somebody who feels as if confrontation is the is the best path. So it, typically, it, I'm not necessarily. I'll be nice and cordial to somebody even if I don't like them. I wouldn't call that necessarily being fake. I'm also not going to lead them on to think like. We're friends. What do you? De- what would you define as confrontation? Uh, pretty much saying or doing anything that could cause somebody to feel shitty, somebody to to feel slighted, somebody to feel as if we're at odds. Like even I, I if don't, it's work related, like you want to say, "Hey, Matt, I don't think I think you could have done a better job on whatever." Absolutely not. I won't even. You won't. I don't want to talk to anybody. You just focus on your shit and get out. Yep. I guess that's how it should be. I'm like very well. I'm very young in all of my careers, but like in, in terms of the corporate world, like I keep, I'm not at all jaded. Like I, I had a job interview, and I didn't get the job, and their feedback was, "You said negative things about your current situation." I was like, "Yeah," hence the job interview. <laughs> but what that what that told me is like we don't want anybody who might criticize the company. Yeah, which is fucked up because how how are you supposed to learn? How are you supposed to get better if, like, people doing the work can't be like, hey, this isn't this isn't good? Jeremy, what the fuck are you doing? He's all over the place. Oh, God damn it. Job interviews are probably when I am at my absolute fakest. 
And the, the job interview is like the one place that I, I do not give a fuck about being fake. And sometimes I'm, I'm not the best at, at feigning it. Other times people will buy that bullshit, but with the, with the way life works, like that's the only time where I'm like, okay, I am desperate. Just fucking, and that's the only time I've ever done job interviews is when I'm actually desperate. Cause otherwise I've sat at jobs and been like, well, it's a paycheck. And the thing I really care about is stand up comedy. Right. So, you know, this is just a placeholder for me. Yeah. And I, are you out at five every day? Yep. No questions asked. No questions asked. Oh, mm-hmm. dude. It's so good. What time does the wife get home from work? About five. So no free time. Huh? You don't get any free time. She goes to bed early. What time does she wake up? She wakes up because she, you know, likes to sit there and drink coffee, do her makeup. So she's up at like 545. Dude, women get ready. Not me. They get ready, man. Not me. I'm late. I'm, dude, we used to go 8 to 5 and then work from home. Essentially, we got pushed 9 to 5 because our first meeting was never until 9 anyway. Mm-hmm. I got out of bed at 859. <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even turn my laptop off anymore. I get up 15 minutes before my shift starts at 8, and I just make coffee, take a piss, and brush my teeth at the same time. Are you cold calling? No. Uh, I've done that in jobs before. I know that I'm not good at it, and I really hate it. And that, I think that is lends itself well to what we're talking about. Like I, For the most part, I haven't felt good about a lot of the things I've sold or sure. things that I've marketed, and I... I think people can tell over the phone that like I'm just trying to get in there because this is my job. Um, you have to like what you're doing. Like I've been getting into like you know video editing, uh, you know screenwriting, story writing stuff like that. And like I like if I were looking for jobs, like those are like jobs you can get at a corporate level. But you're just editing the most boring shit. Sure, and it's just not fucking fun. It's not fun at all. But as you move forward in comedy, there's going to be times where it's like, you know, what you're doing is, is work from home. You know, you do social media marketing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that That is probably something that moving forward, you know, you'll be able to continue to do remotely. Oh, yeah. But like my job, I, I got to be hardwired into solid Internet because I'm taking incoming calls and doing sales from there. And I guess I'm supposed to be getting promoted to account manager. So like, I doubt that I could do it on the road. When I was looking for jobs recently, uh, I was looking for account manager roles because I wasn't passionate about the stuff I was marketing. And I was like, well, I really like people and I do kind of miss the people part. So let me just deal with their problems. Mm-hmm. But do you, do you give the not phony, no bullshit, you know, routine when you're making sales? Yeah. I feel like people to, to a fault. That. To a fault, but what with what I'm selling, which is dumpster rentals, it's oh, you're like, dealing with guys that don't have time lot, for the bullshit. A lot of blue collar guys, yeah. they don't have time for the bullshit. But at the same time, I think I'm kind of I, I do scare more people away probably than I should because I'm almost too careful in warning them of, of potential things. Like because nobody calls ahead of time to schedule a dumpster. Like I need one today or tomorrow. And if a company that I'm calling because we're a broker where yeah. other companies are contracted through us to deliver the dumpster. If I don't think that they're going to be able to do it and they tell me maybe, I'm going to tell that customer maybe where most sales reps are going to be like, yep, we can do that. Dude, not my dad. My dad, there's a dumpster in my parents' driveway right now. Yeah, dumpsters.com? I don't know. It's a big, it's a, it's a big motherfucker of a dumpster. <laughs> the whole neighborhood can see it. It's a big-ass dumpster, and he, he probably just called. He probably called 
one dumpster company and said, I need a dumpster. How much? Okay, give me the dumpster. That's how a lot of people are, but like once you've ordered enough, like some people see that you know our price with a with our markup is like 150 bucks more than the, what they're used to, and they're just like, "Well, go fuck yourselves." Well, you tell okay. Bye. I, don't, I'm, I don't know if you have any friends needing a dumpster, but like I have friends that work for Davy, mm-hmm. who like when people talk about needing a tree that taken down, they're like, "Don't do, don't do Davy, don't don't go to Davy." Other companies I've worked for, absolutely, I would have around yeah. here. Dumpsters.com, fuck yeah, I'd, I'd say <laughs> we can absolutely do that for you. It'll be just fine. Dumpsters.com is the local part, and they are our own dumpsters, and it's great. This is actually this whole this whole, uh, whole entire episode is actually brought to you by dumpsters.com. <laughs> I certainly did not plan on talking about it this if, much. If you need your trash taken out anywhere in Northeast Ohio or all of Ohio, pretty much the entire country, but if you want a dumpsters.com dumpster, you got to be in the Cleveland Akron dumpsters.com. Area. Formerly was a, a an anal pornography site, but it was recently bought by the good people at dumpsters.com. It's like crypto.com, but for dumpsters. What was crypto.com? You don't know about crypto.com? No. Crypto.com just bought the Staples, the naming rights to the Staples Center. Uh-huh. The Staples Center is in Los Angeles. I knew it's that. Crypto.com Center. But was crypto.com some it's sort a, of anal site beforehand? No. No? Okay. Oh, <laughs> that yeah. was the connection I was no, making. No, but the, whole com- the company's name is crypto.com. Like the company's name isn't crypto, and mm-hmm. their website is crypto.com. The company's name is crypto.com. Okay. Is your company's name Dumpsters or Dumpsters.com? Dumpsters.com. <laughs> yeah, isn't that weird? <laughs> yeah. It could be Dumpsters.com.com, their website. You know what I'm saying? That'd be mind-blowing. People wouldn't be ready for that. That's weird. Naming a company after the domain. I don't feel, I feel like there's no predecessor for that because before the internet, it was just the city. I don't know. McDonald's Northfield instead of McDonald's. This is a fucking stupid way to end the episode, but we're going to end the episode that way. Do you have anything to plug? 10 Cent Beer Life. Listen to 10 Cent Beer Life. 10 Cent Beer Life. That'll continue. Uh, So you say be yourself. Be yourself. Don't be a phony. You're you're just going to set yourself up for shit you don't need if if you're going to be phony in relationships and, you know, either romantic or just personal and... it's going to bring shit you don't want. If you're putting yourself out there, the things that you want are going to come to you. And when Brian says be yourself, what he means is, you know, be a taller than average, self-confident white man with a really good beard. And usually things, pretty good things happen to you. You got to be pretty, pretty content in life. But Pretty blue eyes, too. Yeah, pretty blue, pretty blue eyes. Pretty blue eyes. Thank you. A little close together, but. <laughs> <laughs> you chubby cheek motherfucker. <laughs> but, you know, if, if you're if you're like a if you're like a, a scrawny, you know, college grad addicted to jeweling. And uh, with really no self-confidence at all and everything you say seems to put people off, then don't be yourself. You know, you need to change your entire self. Be completely. me. The, the, yeah. the, the message to take away is, is be me. Yeah. We're going to write. We're actually going to, after, after we're done recording this episode, we're actually going to write a book called Nothing Bad Ever Happens to Brian Kenny. Yeah. And uh, it's going to be a bestseller. All right. That is The Floss. If you liked part one of that episode, Part two will come out next week, but if you want to listen to it early, you can subscribe to the show's Patreon at patreon.com slash thefloss Every episode of The Floss is recorded at Golden Ox Studio in Cleveland, Ohio. 
if you live in Cleveland and you need to say something into a microphone for any reason at all, do it at Golden Ox Studio. Jeremy's awesome. He cares a lot about Cleveland, and he'll give a huge shit about whatever you're making. I'm Gabe Gary, and thank you very much.